Do the Lakers have a surprise move under their sleeves this offseason? You guys, there have been some revelations happening in Lakers Nation that we've got to break all down. So I have the one and only Laker Dad here to help me do it. Dad, how are you holding up today? You know, there were a lot of kind of Laker rumors that we've got to get to. It's pretty exciting, Hannah, to be honest with you. As every Laker offseason is, lots of rumors, lots of speculation. But uh, as I told you last time we had our podcast, I suspect the Lakers are going to swing for the fence this summer. They may this offseason. They may or may not make it, but I, you know the Lakers—they go for the gusto. I think they're going to try. Now, I'm definitely starting to agree with you a little bit more because today the big storyline here was that the Lakers actually petitioned the NBA to let them clear their cap space. Of course, when they're talking about that, we're talking about, can you believe this, Luol Deng's contract that we stretched. So technically, when you're looking at the contract, we're still paying Luol Deng $5 million for two more years, but the Lakers petitioned the NBA to let them clear that so they do not have to pay him that I cannot believe we're still talking about Luol Deng here. Yeah, it's really unbelievable, isn't it, Hannah? It seems like that's 100 years ago, but, uh, you know, uh, they stretched his salary over a number of years, so there's a $5 million cap hit, you know, against the Lakers' cap space this year, and uh, they'd love to get that $5 million back. That can sign a, a good player, or or you can add that to a, a max contract for somebody, but they, they want that $5 million, and I'd like them to get it. Yeah, I mean, $5 million is a lot of money, especially when you're looking at, you know, a lot of the guys like Rondo, KCP, a lot of our guys have these player options that they're going to be opting out of to try to get some more money this offseason. And when you're looking at that, I mean, we could be using those $5 million to go re-sign those guys or, of course, bringing in a big free agent, a big superstar, or just going out and getting some more role players. So $5 million may not seem like a lot when you're just looking at it, but it is actually a lot of money. And something that's interesting is that the Orlando Magic were actually able to do this with Timofey Mozgov's contract. So Lakers fans are saying, well, why can't we just do it with Luol Deng's contract? But it's really not that easy. And in my opinion, I don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to get it done just because, you know, no one wants to help the Lakers out, especially a Laker team that is now winning. We just won the NBA championship. I don't know if the NBA is going to agree to it. But like you said, it would definitely be a nice thing to see because I want that money to go out and sign a free agent or just to be able to re-sign our guys. So I want to ask you, though, When you're looking at free agency, because I actually tweeted out and I put on my Instagram before recording this podcast, what is something that you guys wanted me to really talk about? And a lot of you guys said free agents. Who can the Lakers go out and get? And a guy that really came up a lot was DeMar DeRozan. Now, DeMar DeRozan has a player option right now, but a lot of Laker fans are saying, could we get him? You know, Hannah, uh, getting DeMar Rosen would be a home run this offseason. You know, let's not lose sight of, you know, what he's been in the NBA. Uh, He was a star with the Toronto Raptors, uh, you know, a team that never quite got over the hump, but they were always in the playoffs, always in the hunt for a title. He was their best player. Uh, He goes to uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, the Spurs haven't been all that successful in the last two or three years, so he's flown under the radar a little bit. But let's not lose sight of the fact this is a consistent career 20-plus point scorer night. You know, uh, he's a great player. He played very well against the Lakers this year. I think we went to one of those games, Hannah. He played very well. And uh, he's a really good, you know, he's a star, DeMar DeRozan. He may not be a superstar at this point, but he's definitely a star. 
And boy, you know, we're just, we were hoping to, you know, pick up a, you know, a guy who can score 17, 18 points. DeMar DeRozan is better than that. That would be his, you know, his low. You know, he his upside is is much more, you know, in the 20s, which is what he's done his whole career. Okay, so here's the thing about DeMar DeRozan. I obviously, you know, I'm a fan of his. I don't think the Lakers are going to go out and get him unless they can get him for like one year because I think the Lakers' plan, especially if they're able to clear this cap space of Luol Dangs and they're able to go into the year 2021 with nobody on the books besides Anthony Davis. Now, LeBron does have that player option, but if they are able to get this cap space cleared in 2021, that offseason, they will just have Anthony Davis on the roster. And I don't think they want to have another big contract on their roster as well because I think they want to hit that offseason, hit that free agency really swinging, want to try to go get Giannis, want to try to go pick up another big free agent. We saw, you know, with their other contracts like Danny Green and some of their other guys, they only signed them last summer to these two-year contracts that in the year 2021, we would have the cap space to go out and pursue another superstar to pair up with Anthony Davis. So I think DeMar DeRozan, of course, would be a great fit. Like he said, he's a great scorer. He could provide us with, you know, at least 20 points a night. But I don't think the Lakers are going to want to go out and do it Unless, of course, they're able to get him for just one year. You know, uh, it all depends on what DeMar Rosen wants at this time of his career. You know, he's a he's a very, very good player. He's a star player. He may not be quite a superstar anymore, but he's a star player. He probably could command a lot of money, but you know what? He might want to win a championship. You know, he might want to compete at that high level. It's probably not going to happen, you know, in San Antonio uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, they really need to go young. They really need to start over, and uh, he doesn't really fit that profile. So, you know, uh, maybe he wants to come to the Lakers. I don't know. He's from Los Angeles, you know, originally. Um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I agree with you. I, I don't think they're going to be willing to give him some, you know, big multi-year contract. But if he's a guy who wants to come, you know, for a significant one-year deal, I think the Lakers would kick that tire and, and give it some serious thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with you. I, I think that DeMar DeRozan may actually take that one-year contract because, like you said, you know, he's he's nearing the end of his career. He's kind of winding down. I think he wants to come and win a championship. He's from Los Angeles, like you said. So I wouldn't be shocked if he did it. Um, but again... I don't know if he's going to want to or if he's just going to end up re-signing with the Spurs. We're going to have to wait and see. But another guy that has been kind of floated around a little bit there is Danilo Gallinari. Now, you you like Gallinari. I'm not the biggest fan of his, although he is a good shooter. What do you think about the Lakers potentially going on getting him this free agency? You know, Hannah, you and I, if you remember, we used to laugh at Gallinari when he was with the Denver Nuggets. Not that he wasn't a good player, but he always would choke he he always would do bonehead things, you know. But you know, in recent season, I've I've followed him a little more carefully. You can't deny one thing, Hannah. The guy is a great outside shooter, a great outside shooter. That's just the that's the truth of the matter. So you know, if if I don't know that he would start with the Lakers again, he's a he's a forward. You know, he's a, he's a big guy. Uh, but boy, if they wanted somebody to come off the bench to come in and give them some offense, he's a deadly shooter. No, he is a very good shooter. When you look at the Lakers as a whole, when you're looking at who they need to sign this offseason and what holes they need to fill, if they even do decide to pick up some new players, which I think they will ultimately pick up a few new guys, I don't think there's going to be any crazy new surprises, but I do think that they'll pick up a few new guys. 
Obviously, their biggest concern is their shooting. That was their biggest Achilles heel the entire season, was just the lack of consistency from three-point range, the lack of consistency having that guy, that sixth man for us coming off the bench and really being able to kind of propel our bench in terms of offense and scoring. So he could definitely fit some holes. I do still think the Lakers' first choice, they really do need to go out and kind of get a a high-scoring point guard. Um, I don't know off the top of my head right now if there are any free agents Um, of that caliber that are going to be available this year. But we're just going to kind of have to wait and see how it plays out. I mean, what do you think the Lakers need? Well, good question, Hannah. Let's let's break this down a little bit. I think the Lakers' two biggest needs going into this offseason are uh, consistent outside scoring and a point guard. They really didn't have a point guard, even really on the roster last year, they got guys sort of masquerading as point guards, but they really weren't, you know, other than Rondo. Rondo is a point guard, but, uh, you know, they didn't have, it, it just didn't, it was weird. I mean, again, they won a title, so I don't want to complain too much, but, it, you know, look at it from the outside looking in. It, it didn't really seem to fit too much. They didn't really have a, a, a shooting guard who was a great scorer. They didn't really have a point guard other than Rondo. You know, let's remember Rondo was hurt much of the year, but, uh, they're definitely going to try to improve themselves. Anybody who thinks that they just want to come back with the same team next year, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to pick up some guys here and, you know, a point guard uh, shooting from anywhere they can get it. And I think they need a, a two guard who can score some points. Yeah, I agree with you. Those are definitely the two biggest holes that we need to fill. I think all Laker fans can agree on that. But again, we're just going to have to wait and see because a part of me is really thinking that they're going to want to keep, you know, sign people to just one-year deals because they're going to want to keep that 2021 free agency open to be able to go out and try to sign a big star. So we're going to kind of have to wait and see how it all plays out. Now, another big question that you guys were all tweeting me and asking me on my social medias was which players I think the Lakers absolutely have to re-sign to bring back from our previous team. Now, obviously, there are only six players right now that are locked on our roster. So that means that we have nine guys who potentially could not be on our team next year if the Lakers don't decide to re-sign them or if they go out and they get money from another team. So this Lakers team could look very different. Now, again, I don't think it's going to look very different, but I do think that there may be a few new pieces. So, Dad, I want to ask you first, which players do you think should be at the top of the list in terms of the Lakers going out and, you know, trying to re-sign? You know, Hannah, uh, as we talked about in the last podcast, I'd like to see the Lakers re-sign Dwight Howard again. I don't think that he's going to you know, play a lot of minutes, but he gives them that toughness and that edge that I think any championship team really needs. And you know, he's capable of some spectacular defensive moments. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say Markeith Morris, um, but it depends to some extent on who else is out there. But I like, in, in general, I like Markeith Morris. I think he played a good role. I'd like to see him back, but I don't know if you can get Gallinari to come off the bench, you know, or, or maybe a couple other people. So I'm, I'm going to say Markeith, and then, you know, I gotta, I gotta say Rondo, you know, as, as the third guy. Um, he's going to be 35. I understand he's a little older, but boy, he's a savvy veteran, and and he really knows how to play the game of basketball. And anyway, uh, those are sort of the three guys that I'd like, you know, to focus on. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you, especially with the Rondo thing. If we don't, for some reason, go out and sign another point guard or if there really aren't that many available, then I definitely think that we need to bring Rondo back because then we would have absolutely no point guard, Um, you know, or at least no traditional point guard when you're looking at our roster. 
Another guy, though, that I, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but he really won me over in these finals is KCP. Now, I think with him, it's just going to be how much is he going to ask? Is he going to want a crazy amount of money? But if he's willing to come for a contract similar to what he had this last season, I think the Lakers should definitely re-sign him. You know, again, uh, here's the thing about KCP. I think he played well enough, especially in the playoffs. He's Somebody's going to give him, you know, a two two-year deal, you know, for... $20 million, I think. I don't think the Lakers are going to want to match that. Uh, I just don't. And so, again, I, I wouldn't mind keeping KCP. I think he's a good player. But I'd really like to go out and see the Lakers get a guy who can really be a consistent scorer from that two from that uh, two guard spot. You know, again, you can't compare KCP to DeMar DeRozan. If DeMar DeRozan is available, again, he's a legitimate 20 plus point per game scorer his entire career. So, again, I'd, I'd like to see the Lakers get, as a starter, somebody who's capable of scoring more points. I have no problem with KCP coming off the bench. Uh, as a starter, again, he's fine. He's serviceable. He certainly did well in the playoffs, but I'd like to see an improvement there. You know a guy we're forgetting about is Avery Bradley. The yeah. Lakers need to re-sign Avery Bradley, I think. I mean, obviously, I was very upset that he didn't uh, rejoin the guys in the bubble. Obviously, he had some family issues. But Avery Bradley was actually my favorite player this past uh, season for us before of the bubble, of course. I think he's a great guy. He played really well for us. So I think the Lakers should definitely look to re-sign him. I don't think he's going to you know, be asking for a crazy big price or anything also. Well, well he, he's, uh, he's also uh, got a player option. And I don't think he's announced yet what he's going to do. Um, you know, he, I think he hurt his standing in the league by not going to the bubble and not joining the team for the championship run. On the other hand, he had a great season. And I think people know he had a great season. He was the best overall. He was the best of all the Laker guards this year. I, I guess you're right, Hannah. Um, I, I'd like to sign Avery Bradley again. again I, I just want to see who we can get in free agency. I want to overall improve the the guards on the team. I want to get one guy who's sort of a star or a semi-star who's definitely capable of scoring, you know, 18 points a game. Um, that's what I really want to see. And, uh, you know, again, that's that's not um, KCP. He's not going to average 18 points a game. But um, so I, I just need to see who's out there. Yeah, so, you know, this is definitely a conversation that we're going to continue to have as the offseason, you know, continues to develop because, again, we have to kind of wait and see who's available, which players decide to opt into their player option, which decide to opt out. I know a couple have already decided to to opt out. Now, really quickly, I do just want to end with just like a quick rumor that I saw that has Laker fans kind of nervous about, but I don't really think there's anything too crazy to read into it. Uh, JaVale McGee actually put his Encino home up for sale. I think he sold it. So Laker fans were saying, this is it. This means he's not coming back to the Lakers. Now, it very well could mean that he's not coming back to the Lakers, but I don't really think him selling his house has much to do with it. Um, Players buy and sell homes all the time. Maybe he just wants to move to a different neighborhood in Los Angeles, or maybe he just wants to live somewhere else in the offseason, or maybe he does think that he's not going to be re-signing with the Lakers. He definitely didn't have much of a role on this team, especially once we got into the playoffs and the finals. Well, he was a starter all year, Hannah, but as we mentioned before, once he rejoined the bubble, something happened to JaVale McGee. He was basically useless. I mean, useless. And in the playoffs, he barely played. You know, no one's really asked, answered the question, what happened to JaVale McGee? You know, is, is just, just an aberration or does this mean that, you know, he's, uh, he's slowing down and, and, and getting older? Um, I think he's an attractive 
trade asset. I think there's a team out there that could play, use him, whether as a starter or a backup role. He makes $4 million. He's in an expiring contract next year, which is sort of attractive. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, again, depending on what happens with Dwight Howard and maybe DeMarcus Cousins and the other centers who are out there, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Lakers tried to package McGee with somebody else to, to try to improve the team with either a trade for a, maybe a draft pick or, or maybe another player. Yeah, we could definitely see that happening. I mean, but again, I don't think this this JaVale McGee selling his house really has any definite meaning behind it. I just think he sold his house. Um, but that is going to be it for today's show. We talked about a lot and, you know, these trade rumors and all this NBA free agency stuff. It's just getting started, you guys. It's only the first week of the offseason, or I guess we're going into the second week, beginning of the second week of the offseason. So things are just getting started, just heating up. There's going to be a lot to talk about, but already a million and one rumors of course, as we all expected. But anyway, I would love to hear what you guys think. Who do you think the Lakers are going to try to pursue this free agency? And out of all of the guys that have these player options that may not be returning to the team, who do you think the Lakers need to go out and make sure that they re-sign? Let me know. You can tweet me. You can DM me on my Instagram. I always love talking to my Laker fan about all things Lakers. So that's it for tonight's show. Laker Dad, thank you so much for coming on with me and breaking it all down. Thank you, Hannah. I think we're in for a very exciting offseason. Remember, it's a condensed period of time. It's all going to happen in about three months. Uh, the draft is less than a month away, and the free agency after that, it's going to be exciting. Exactly, and I can't wait. We are definitely going to have all of the coverage here on the Laker Hand Show. So until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.